the Constitution is obviously not a suicide pact, that famous line. NSA data collection on every American citizen also does not seem consistent with that Constitution. So where is the balance between protecting ourselves with a whole host of threats out there, folks that would take advantage of our liberties and use them against us, while also maintaining our constitutional liberties? As I explained in the book, I, I, I view our security and our privacy as being not necessarily in conflict with each other. Rather, I view our privacy as an integral, indispensable part of our liberty. Our, our, our privacy is part of our security and it can't really be separated from it. And so we need both of them. They're part of the same whole. I explain in the book where the Fourth Amendment came from and that uh, a lot of it had to do with uh, legal traditions that we inherited from England. A lot of it was uh, sparked by uh, a man named John Wilkes, not to be confused with John Wilkes Booth, Lincoln's assassin, but John Wilkes, who was a member of the British Parliament, uh, just as the uh, seeds of the American Revolution were being sown on this side of the Atlantic. Uh, John Wilkes wrote a series of circulars uh, in England talking about King George III and sometimes being critical of King George III's administration. In his famous circular number 45, he so infuriated the king that he ended up finding himself arrested. Well, in part because of this and in part because of the bold stand he took against the government, uh, John Wilkes became something of a folk hero around England and throughout America as well. Uh, people loved John Wilkes and uh, this number 45, the circular that he wrote, became famous. It, it was painted on the sides of taverns and saloons all over England. Uh, people loved the number 45 and they would celebrate everything connected to it because it reminded them of the great sacrifice John Wilkes had made in promoting liberty and freedom for all Englishmen. And so uh, this is a reminder to us of the fact that, uh, uh, again, our, our privacy is part of our security and not inherently in conflict with it. I do think that when we, looked at, uh, when, when we look at the surveillance by the federal government through the NSA of uh, U.S. citizen cell phone usage on U.S. soil, we have a problem. So if, if, if they track the cell phone calling patterns, you know, who you've called and who's called you, and when those calls have occurred over the last five years, they do that to you and to 300 million other Americans. They keep track of that for five years at a time, and that data can be searched. That data can tell the government all kinds of things about you, about your political views, about your uh, religious beliefs. It can uh, tell the government about what your hobbies are, all kinds of things that you don't necessarily want the government having ready, easy access to because they're really none of the government's business, and they're things that could be used for nefarious political purposes. I also quote in this book some excerpts from uh, something known as the Church Report, a report prepared by Senator Frank Church a few decades ago as they were looking into abuses of uh, civil liberties and privacy by the federal government. That report concluded, uh, among other things, that every presidential administration in America from FDR through Nixon, uh, had used the intelligence gathering apparatus of the U.S. government to engage in a, a type of political warfare and a type of political espionage. And this is scary. So in a sense, we've seen parts of this movie before. We know that 
this movie doesn't end well unless we restrict the power of government to spy on us. Mm -hmm.